welcome to the Vine. It is so good to be together, amen? So good to have you here today. Today is Vision Sunday, part two. Uh, we are so glad you're with us, whether online or in the room. It's Vision Sunday. You know it's Vision Sunday because I'm wearing my jacket. I don't wear it even on Easter. Don't wear it on Christmas Day. Vision Sunday, I put my jacket on just for you. So you know that I'm serious about Jesus on Vision Sunday. Uh, if you're new to the Vine, we're so glad you're here. My name's Andrew. I'm one of the pastors. Uh, and if this is your first time with us, we want to just welcome you. Maybe you just put your hand up and wave it at me. You're just saying, hey, I'm new. Uh, you just want to say hi. Hey there, nice to meet you. Welcome. It's great to have you with us. Anyone else new in the upper house as well? Yep, I see the hand over there too. Welcome in the upper house as well. We are so grateful. We have new people every week. It always blows us away. And uh, we want to make sure that you feel welcomed, love, at home, comfortable uh, with us. We're we're crazy but normal at the same time. That's the beautiful thing. Uh, right after the service, we have a Connect Hub. It's our way to connect with you if you're new. Uh, you can just go out the doors here on the second floor. There'll be a team of people led by Jennifer and a bunch of other incredible volunteers and leaders. Uh, they're going to be outside after the service. They would love to say hi, uh, tell you a little bit more about the church, maybe just help you to get connected. So if you're in the upper house uh, after the service, just come down to the second floor. If you're here in the lower house, you just walk straight out. And online, if you are new as well, uh, we want to connect with you. Chapman and his incredible team are online right now typing furiously as I speak to welcome and love on you. And we'd love to get to know any new people that are joining us online together today as well. Uh, it is so good to have you here. We've been saying so much uh, that this is about serving. We're in a season of serving here at the Vine. We do need volunteers. You know, we've reopened. This is our fourth Sunday that we have reopened. Uh, you didn't have to register to come to church today. Can I have an Amen. We are so grateful that uh, you guys have been registering. Uh, you didn't need to register today. You're here in person. Wonderful if you are. Obviously, the vaccine pass is unfortunately still needed to be able to come into physical gatherings. But of course, for those of you watching online, uh, that's available for absolutely anyone. And um, we need volunteers to make this thing happen, both online and in person. And so uh, that is so important. You know that we need about 90 people throughout the day. And if we did not have volunteers working right here, right now. The mic would not be working. None of these lights would be on. No one would have been downstairs to welcome you and check you in. Literally, this place, uh, I'd be like, like, that's how much we need our volunteers. This whole thing that you see happen on a Sunday that, to be honest, we all do take for granted when we come in here, uh, it happens not because of our staff. It happens largely because of volunteers. Um, and so we need you. We love you. Volunteering is a great way to get connected at a church like the Vine. Uh, so you can find out more by scanning that QR code or going to our website, checking out Serve. Uh, we're so grateful for that. Um, also, uh, you may know that a church like the Vine only really runs well when it is run by a dedicated group of volunteer leaders uh, that we call elders. We have an eldership here at the Vine that is our ultimate governance of the church. Uh, it's the thing that is the ultimate spiritual oversight. They are my my collective bosses, uh, and I love them dearly, and we're always trying to grow our eldership with, with capable men and women from within the Vine congregation, and I'm really excited today to announce to you that uh, we have a candidate that we want to put forward to you. Uh, this is Sky Sue, uh, her husband Derek, uh, that's their son Elliot, and it's Elliot that's standing for, no, just kidding, it's Sky. Uh, Sky is standing for eldership, and we are so excited about that. Uh, we actually discerned about a year ago that we wanted 
wanted Sky to be on our eldership, and so I approached Sky for a coffee, and she was also excited about it, but she was like, but I'm pregnant, uh, and I'd like to have my kid first. So I'm like, yes, family first. So she's had her child. Her Elliot's now about nine months old, uh, and so we're now bringing uh, Sky to you guys. Now, at the Vine, we have people that come every week. If you come here every week, you are a part of our family. You're a part of our congregation and community. We love you, but we also have members of the church. Members are, are people who have formally aligned themselves to the Vine. You've filled in a little form that says that you want to be a member here at the church. It is our members that vote uh, for eldership. It's not decided by me or the senior team or even the elders themselves. It's decided by you guys. That's the beauty of the governance structure that we have at the Vine. Uh, and so there are two opportunities, if you're a member here at the Vine, to get to know uh, Sky and then also to vote. The first is our Zoom event on the May 24th. That's where you will get to know and meet Sky. Perhaps some of you don't know Sky. Uh, Sky's actually been at the Vine since 2005. She met Derek here at the Vine. They got married here at the Vine. Uh, they just had their baby at the Vine. Literally, they gave birth. No, they didn't. Actually, it was a hospital. But they're committed, okay? Uh, and, uh, but you may want to get to know them, get to know a bit of their story. Uh, so May 24th, it says 7 o'clock on the slide. It's actually 8 o'clock uh, that we'll be doing that Zoom. We'll send you an email this week that will give you the details about that. Uh, that's your chance to log in, hear a bit of Sky's story, ask her some questions so you can prepare your heart. And then on June 12th is when we'll gather to vote. Uh, we're having an extraordinary general meeting in EGM. Uh, it's going to be at 12.45 on Sunday, June 12th. It'll be both in person and online. And voting will take place in both, both in person and online. Uh, so however you can join us, if you're a member of this church, I want to encourage you to put it in your diary uh, and come be prepared to vote on that day, either again in person or online. And we'll, again, get you all those details in the coming few uh, weeks uh, to get you prepared for the EGM. Does that sound good? All right, great. We're excited about that. And, you know, when we have good governance, uh, that is such an important thing in, in our time of history right now. Uh, and so I'm very grateful that Sky is putting herself forward for that. All right. Well, today, as I've already said, is a very special Sunday. This is Vision Sunday Part 2. Uh, if you, uh, We normally only do one Vision Sunday a year. Uh, this year, because 2022 is so, so special, we're doing two Vision Sundays. Uh, so we already had Vision Sunday Part 1 back at the end of March, and that's when we announced to you all uh, the really exciting news that we are church planting, that we're moving into a season now at the Vine where we're going to plant some churches. Um, and a actually, the heart of church planting, the desire to do that, has been something that we've carried as a church for many, many years. In fact, before I became senior pastor here in 2013, um, a couple of years before that, I actually sat down with John and Tony, and we talked about what is the future of the vine going to look like, and I, I was preparing my heart and, and myself for leadership here, and we talked about church planning. We're like, we're going to be a church in the future in multiple locations, and we, we had that dream all the way back then. Um, in 2016, we actually formed a church planting search committee because we believed that God was going to launch us into church planting back then, and and for almost a year, I met with a bunch of people from uh, staff and from the congregation. We prayed, we thought, we came up with some good ideas, but they were good ideas and not God ideas. And we realized that although the desire was good and healthy, the timing just didn't feel right. Uh, and, and, and we wrestled with that a little bit, but we, we submitted to the fact that the Spirit of God wasn't releasing us into what it is that we were holding in our hearts. I, I was actually uh, reminded during that season of Proverbs 16, verse 9, where it says that, that, that people prepare vision and get desires in their hearts, but it is God that determines their steps. And we knew that God had given us this vision of church planning, but He hadn't yet released our steps. 
Well, in 2019, God began to move. In 2019, he gave us a, a new vision. It was the river vision, a new way of thinking about church, a new way of seeing church, not as one physical location, but church like now a river, like a, a river that could spread out across a whole city and nation, taking the water of the gospel to the needy people out there. And we talked about how church looks like that now. It's, a, it's us in our spheres of influence, being the body of Christ wherever it is that he has planted us. And then God gave us a political and social unrest to show us what I think the, uh, the deeper issues of society were like here in Hong Kong, to help us to understand some of the challenges and the brokenness that is here in our city, to break our hearts once again for the people of Hong Kong, to help us to forge a new path as we thought about reconciliation and grace and, and truth and justice and what does that really mean for the vine. And, and then God gave us a pandemic which taught us very strongly that church is not 90 minutes on a Sunday, that actually church isn't about gathering together in a room on a Sunday, that church actually can take place and needs to take place in multiple places around Hong Kong. And we saw it in homes, didn't we? The home became recaptured as a sacred space, a place for church on Sundays. We, we saw it in cafes, in the ways that people met. We, we saw actually that we can't just rely on 90 minutes on a Sunday. We have to rely on our own spiritual disciplines that we're putting into place in our lives to strengthen our, our faith in Christ, not just to be strengthened by the pastor in a church on a Sunday, but we take responsibility for that as we grow in our faith. And then as we began to wrestle with what God was doing through that, God then gave me two incredible emerging leaders. One of them is this larger-than-life big German guy right? And, and, and he's a big guy, but he's like the softest guy you've probably ever met. And he has a beautiful heart for people, and his heart is broken for people. And he, he loves community and loves the gospel and wants to share the gospel. And he's, he's a man who's gone on his own healing journey and is so beautifully soft coming out the back of that. And God gave us also this other leader, a chiseled, good-looking, young Chinese guy that like stands on stage, and everybody's like, wow, the guys are like, I wish I was him. And he has a passion for the gospel, a passion for the people of Hong Kong, for these people, for the people of our city in this time. And, and I saw their gift, and I saw what was in their heart, and I knew that God was beginning to direct our steps. And then I saw you guys. I saw a church that remained faithful to the vine over three crazy years, a church that has now emerged. And you guys, I just want to say, well done. You've gone through three of the hardest. Everybody else in the world has just gone through two hard years. You've gone through three hard years, okay? And it's totally changed our lives, and you have survived, okay? You are here still. And guess what? Here's what I know about us. We come out of those three years stronger, more faithful, more committed, more excited for Hong Kong than we've ever been. No, those three years are not going to hold us back. In fact, we're going to double down on this city like never before, amen? Like we are emerging out of these three years stronger, more excited, and more ably, I think, prepared for the gospel and to give the gospel than ever before. So I stand back from all of that. I see all the things that have happened in these last three years. I see these two incredible leaders that God is raising up. And I can tell that, yeah, long ago, he planted the desire in our hearts, but now he is directing our steps. Now it is time for us to release what it is that we're going to be releasing today. One of the scriptures that has sat over us as we've wrestled with this vision of the river is from Ezekiel 47. I want to very quickly just read this to you to help set some of the things that we're talking today about from scripture. This is Ezekiel 47, starting in verse 6. 
Ezekiel's writing this. Then he, talking about this angel in a vision, led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said this to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the sea. By that, they mean the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live there wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen and fisherwomen, fisher people, let's just say fisher people, okay? (laughs) Fisher people will stand along the shore from En Gede to En Galam, and there will be places for the spreading of nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. Ezekiel is standing there. He sees this river flowing from the center of the temple. The river symbolizes the spirit and the power of God, and he sees in his vision this river flow east, that's us, by the way, flow east, right, into the Dead Sea. And I love this. Notice this. It says, it'll turn the salt water fresh. So that the salty things, the broken things. I don't know if you've ever been to the Dead Sea. I, I, I was in the Dead Sea last year. I got to float on the Dead Sea, that classic photo that everybody sees of the newspaper thing, right? Um, it's a soup. It is the most uncomfortable, awful, stinkiest thing you've ever been in, right? And in this vision, Ezekiel sees the Dead Sea, the saltiest body of water in the world, and he sees it turning fresh because of the river of God. And we know that as God is sending us out with church planning, this is what he's sending us out with, a passion to see the broken and the hurting and the loss go from a salty life to a fresh life in Christ Jesus, to a renewed life, the kind of life where Jesus says, if you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. The old is gone. The saltiness is no more. You are fresh. There's a new life in you. And Ezekiel sees this new life, and he's excited about it. And as we church plant, it's because God is calling us to be a church that will see some salty people become fresh again. Amen? There's healing and restoration that's needed in our city. Will we go and be a church that by the grace of God can heal and restore and see the salty become fresh? That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. It says there will be many fish in this river. Can you imagine it? Thousands of fish there. So, so many fish And this reminds us that church planting is not about growing a a brand. It's not about making the vine more. It's not about anything like that. It's about the people, the people, the people. It's about reaching out to the fish that are out there. Hong Kong is 90% non-Christian. After, I don't know, how many years of faithful Christian service here in our city, still 90% of our people in this city do not know Jesus. There are a lot of fish And Ezekiel sees this picture of lots and lots of fish, and he says the time has to be now. Not only that, but it says this, that there are lots of different kinds of fish. I love that. I love that Ezekiel didn't just see one type of fish. He saw lots of different diversities of different kinds of fish. And and this reminds us that our church planning must be about reaching multiple cultures, multi-ethnic people, that it's not just about one type of people. We're not just going out to to try to save international people or English-speaking people. We have to go out and say, no, this is about the local Chinese. This is about the mainland Chinese. This is about the the ethnic minorities in Hong Kong. This is about the asylum seekers and refugees. 
It is about those who are foreigners in this land, as well as those that have lived here all their lives. We got to go out and embrace the diversity of Hong Kong and be a church that's fit for purpose for that diversity, which is why back in March in Vision Sunday Part 1, we actually told you that the church plant we're going to be doing is going to be in both English and it's going to have a service purely in Cantonese. And I believe in the future at some point, we're going to have church plants that will have services in Mandarin because we believe strongly that there are multiple kinds of fish in Hong Kong. That's a beautiful thing about Hong Kong. And surely we have to be a church that serves not just one kind of fish, but the fishes that God is giving to this city. So when we see that vision from Ezekiel, and we hold that vision in our hearts, here's the question we ask ourselves. Where in Hong Kong can we find a place that, because of recent events, really needs some healing and restoration, some salty water becoming fresh? Where in Hong Kong can we find a place that is a large place, that has a large amount of people, lots of fish there for us to fish within that pond And where in Hong Kong can we find a place that actually within the largeness of it is not just mono-ethnic, but multi-ethnic, that has a lot of different expressions within that one place? Where in Hong Kong is it? Well, we found it. And we're now going to tell you all about it. In fact, I'm not going to tell you much about it at all. Uh, the two incredible leaders that we're sending out to this place will tell you all about it, Tim and Ivan. And first of all, they're going to introduce you to this place by video. Let's check this out. Hey church, after months of research, prayer, uh, conversations with the senior leadership, we have landed on a church plant location. Ladies and gentlemen, Yunlong. Yunlong? You must be saying, where? Well, Yunlong is a town situated in the western New Territories. It is a district that covers over 135 square kilometers and has a population close to 700,000 people. Yunnan is a home to thousands and a place bustling with a new life and energy. The people that live in Yunnan are from a wide range of backgrounds and cultures. Yunnan was traditionally a market town where people from surrounding villages sold their crops and fish. The market continues to be a main focal point of the town today, and people from all over the Western New Territories gather here to trade, do business, and help community. Yulong has that beautiful small town feel to it, despite its rapid growth and development in the past 15 years. Yulong has grown from a little small market town through the development of Yunlong New Town in the 1970s then the development of Tinsui Wai New Town in the 1980s into an up-and-coming urban center. Many people living in Kowloon and Hong Kong Island have relocated to Yunnan because of its residential and transportation development. More recently, Yunnan has grown in its ethnic minority population and now houses one of the largest asylum seekers and refugees populations outside of southern Kowloon. It is also strategically situated next to Sunjan and has one of the busiest cross-border ports in Hong Kong. Because of this, Yunnan has recently grown with mainland Chinese and will continue to do so into the future. While traditional Chinese spirituality dominates the city, the local Chinese church has a long history in the district 
and a number of Cantonese and Mandarin fellowships are well known in the area. However, with the growing ethnically diverse population in the city, there is a real need for an established English-speaking church in the area. Moreover, the de-churched population and the growing educated middle class gives plenty of opportunity for contemporary vine-style church to reach out in Cantonese in new and effective ways. We also see a great opportunity for healing and restoration in this area. You may remember Yunnan being in the news during the social unrest movement for the attack that happened in Yunnan MTR station. Spiritually, we see an important opportunity for the gospel in this time. And the focus the vine has in restoration, justice and reconciliation will be well suited to this area. There is so much more we could show you about Yunlong, but for now, we hope this little introduction has given you a real sense of why we are so excited to plant a new vine church in the heart of this town. Yunlong has a long and important history in Hong Kong, and its strategic location means it will be one of the most important districts for the city moving forward. It is this future we are really excited about. We want to invite you to be praying for us as a church, as we plan, prepare, and launch a church in this place. And we can't wait to keep you updated and to tell you more over the coming months. So excited. As the video just sold, Yunnong is a location that the Holy Spirit is leading us to find a church. Its larger urban area have good assets to public transport. The, the, the demographics include English and Cantonese speakers, also refugees and asylum seekers. To its east of the Yunnong, they have come ten. To its south, Sopahong. To its west, Hong Sui Kiu. A lot of refugees and asylum seekers living in those village areas. Near Hong Sui Kiu is Tin Sui right? You can see that. You have 300,000 people living, including local Hong Kongers, also immigrants from mainland China. Around the northern east area, they have thousands and thousands low-rise residential estate that many foreigners, uh, young families, also middle class living. In the northern part of Yunnan, there are a few cross-borders, connection with the mainland China. You also can see uh, the buildings in Sunchen from Yunnan. All of this area are part of Yunnan, and now we are going to plant a church in the center of Yunnan to share the gospel to the people, to invite them to follow Jesus and to serve the local community with love in Christ. Let me share a little bit about myself with Yunlong this space. Bok Oi Hospital, the only hospital uh, in Yunlong before there are Liu Wan in Tin Sui Wai, that's where I was born. For some reasons, my family moved many, many times when I was young, just around Yunlong. So I used to be living in many different areas in Yunlong. I have studied in four different secondary schools, from the one with the best reputation in town, to the one with the worst. 
so I don't. I, I think you don't want to be like me now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a lifeguard in Yunnan public uh, swimming pool. Also, I was uh, a fireman on duty in Yunnan fire station. What I mean is, I know this place, and I love this place as my home. And I also can see that God loves his people in this place. But I need to clarify. I need to want to make sure that you know, understand, and hear that this is not the reason we found the church in you know, <laughs> not just because of where I live. But of course, the local knowledge of the areas uh, is helpful for us, for Tim, myself, and the wider leadership continue to discern how we best serve the local community in Yunnan. I saw how this place has been developed from a very little town to one of the largest towns in Hong Kong. I experienced the beauty of this place, Yunnan, as a, 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 a diverse and harmonious community. But since on 21st July, in 2019, I saw from my balcony in my home, by my own eyes, how 200-something white T-shirt people interact with a few black T-shirt people. The day after, the whole town completely became deathly silent because people were filled by fear. Do you remember that? Of course, after that, there are unrest, social movement, and conflict. In the past few years, I see how many of my friends, my families, my old classmates, my friends who are po protest, my friends who are police, and civil servants, many of them experience the brokenness, the grievous division. Many of their hearts were broken because their relationship were broken with their beloved family and friends. But I have seen how you non dissipate in a faith community like us to bring gospel, to bring hope, healing, and restoration to the people they are broken and divided. Amen. Church, like last week, Pastor Andrew reminded us, we are the children of God on this world. Our hope is to move into Yunlong, to share the gospel, to reach out to the people, not just plant a church, but use the church as a equipping center for people in and around Yunlong and also surrounding area, bringing the gospel to the people who are divided and broken. The people in this place are thirsty and they need the water of the river. What can we do is just act by faith. Let us just go out, serve, give, and really bring the love that we come from Jesus upon us. As the children of God, at the water of the river, take action to give and just serve. Like what God asked Ezekiel in chapter 47, verse 6. Today is asking us the same. Son of man, can you see this? I really hope that. Our answer is, yes, Lord, I can see. And we will serve, surrender 
and commit. I'm the, I'm the big guy, right? He's a, he's a good-looking guy right there. Yeah, so uh, as Ivan, thanks Ivan, as, as Ivan has shared, we are really excited to plant this church in Yunlong. And I, I remember when I first came to Hong Kong, this, is, by the way, is my second time around here. It was in 2008, and I had friends that lived out in Yunlong, so I went out there several times. And it really is amazing how much Yunlong has grown and changed. And it is this dynamic place that does draw people from that whole area to, together, and it's that community center. And so we're really excited about that. And we're also excited about at the uh, people with different backgrounds that live in that area, from different socioeconomic backgrounds, different generations, um, and also different cultural backgrounds. And uh, we believe that as a Vine Church family, that we are uniquely positioned to, with our DNA, with our culture, to serve the people in Yunlong and to reach out uh, to people there and to love them. And there are not a lot of churches like the Vine in Yunlong with our charismatic worship, our emphasis on social justice and, and mercy and also desire to just love and, and serve the refugee and asylum seeker community. And then also, we're very intentional about being multi-ethnic in a socioeconomic diverse community. And so therefore, we believe that there is a need for a church like the Vine in Yunlong. Now, one of the unique strengths of the Vine has been that we are a place of healing and restoration. And I myself have experienced that here at the Vine. And as, as Ivan was sharing, you know, Yun Long, uh, during the period of social unrest, not by its own choice, but it has become a symbol of the division of people in Hong Kong. And our heart is, since we have that DNA of, of healing and restoration, to make a contribution to that healing of that division of those broken relationships. And it was interesting, as we were talking with people that, that uh, are exploring being part of the launch team, this theme has come up multiple times, that they shared, we would love to see healing of this division. And so we sense that this is something the Holy Spirit is sowing into God's people's heart and leading us to do, to be peacemakers, as Pastor Andrew shared last week, in doing that hard work. We know it's hard work but we can do it by God's grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, choosing Ying Long is also exciting for other reasons because it gives incredible opportunities to partner with branches of hope and serving marginalized communities. Uh, we've also talked with uh, Oasis, which is our counseling and psychotherapy center, and they are totally open and, and willing to collaborate, to serve people, uh, in terms of the areas of mental, emotional, spiritual, and relational health. And uh, so we're, we're really excited about these uh, collaborations and fleshing out further what they can look like. And one word that we got uh, also about this church plant was the word collaborate. And so, so we believe there will also be other collaborations uh, that, are, uh, that we're going to engage in, and so we're super excited about that. Now, 
one of the things that convinced me personally that God is leading us to plant a church in Yunlong is its sense of community. Now, as we were exploring different, uh, more central locations in Kowloon, so we did look at several of them, as we were, were, were talking about that and discerning, if we were to plant a church there, we had the sense that it would be a commuting center and not so much centered around community. Uh, and, but our hardest, you know, our hardest to really to not just be a place that focuses on filling a venue on a Sunday morning, as important as that is, but, but our hardest to be a 24-7 type of church that is involved in the community, uh, immersed in it uh, locally, and that is focused on, on, the, on the specific geographical location and the people that live there. And so that's what resonated deeply in our hearts. So our, God is not, our goal is not simply uh, to fill a church on a Sunday, but it is to be immersed and to reach out and to uh, reach people wherever they're at and whoever they are. So with Yunlong being uh, less of a central commuting place and more of a community, we believe that that allows us to carry out that, that vision and that heart. And so, so we are super excited about that. Now, as I was sharing about this with, uh, we're in the middle of processing this. Uh, I was talking to Tiffany, who is exploring being part of the, the church plan launch team. And she shared this quote from the movie Fantastic Beasts. She's like, do what's right, not what's easy. And I was like, yes, that's exactly it. You know, we're called to do what's right, not what's easy. And, and immersing ourselves in the a, in a local community and, and, and doing outreach and evangelism, you know, that's not easy. That's actually difficult work. It means getting our hands and our feet dirty. Uh, but it is the work that bears the fruit. And that's, and that's what we feel called to do. And that's what we want to engage in. So... As, as Ivan and I have been sharing, this is where we have discerned uh, is a place where God is leading us, is leading us to make this kingdom investment, uh, to share the gospel. And so we are really excited about that. And now I want to hand it back to Ivan. So now we are going to share our timeline on church plan. On 24th May, we will have our very first launch team meeting in person in Bindi Hall. Come on, can I have more excitement about that? We can face to face with the mass of prospects. Yeah, it's a very good opportunity for us to get to know each other, to know more about you and also ourselves, and also the church plan. We strongly believe that God is raising up a team to step up and step out to the church plan. Since uh, here is the QR code, so you may just scan it now, take a picture, or you can go to our webpage, uh, findchurch.life slash plant uh, to uh, have more church plant information. Since April, uh, August, we will start meeting regularly as a launch team and also core team to learn and to be equipped to build a family of God together. On 7th June, we will have church-wide prayer meeting. We are looking forward to worship together, to pray for the church plan, all together with you in here, the auditorium, and also online. In September, we will secure the venue. 
repay for that, God will lead us to secure the value in his timing. So, so that we will see when we, we will have the uh, official launch, also the soft launch. We hope that we will have soft launch, uh, launch English, and also Cantonese service by Ma um, March, certainly, March 2023, and also official launch by April. But before we really launch the service, the church, we will already form our community group and also running service. We target to start from October this year so that we can keep the momentum going well towards the church plant. I know that many of you have passion with those different areas. So please, just join us. Have joy and excited. Go forward to the church plant. Thanks, Ivan. So I get to share with you uh, the budget uh, that we have come up with, the one-year operating expenses for this church plan. I do want to uh, just make clear these numbers are not based on a specific venue, but as our best estimate and some research on some venues, on multiple venues. Uh, and so that's how we have come up with, with these numbers uh, at, at this point in time. So what you see here is a one-year uh, operation expenses uh, of 5.8 million, and we do have a more detailed uh, budget, a three-year budget with a lot more budget item lines, and so if that's something that you're interested in looking at, uh, reach out to me, and I'd love to chat with you about that more. And so what, you, what we're aiming to do today is to raise those 5.8 million, but you can also see that there is a, a setup, an initial setup investment and, and cost, and what that entails is you know, operations is just running things for, one, for, for that one year, but actually getting it set up and ready uh, probably will entail renovation uh, and getting the room fitted out uh, for the ministries and for the community outreach. And so that's what that 4.2 million there is about. But let me share briefly uh, about those three items that you see. The first one is rent and facilities. So what those costs entail are rent, utility, and management fees. So that's included in that, and that's 3.5 million. And then secondly, you have pastoral outreach expenses. So what that includes are uh, pastoral salaries. Uh, all, it includes doing the work of preaching, teaching, evangelism, but it's also all the, all the volunteer work and ministries uh, with, with children and community outreach. And it involves things like purchasing subscriptions, uh, orange for the children at program, and uh, purchasing resources in our community work that we'll use there as well. And then finally, we have also the additional operating expenses, which that is 500,000 uh, Hong Kong dollars. And that includes such things as cleaning, IT support, and insurance. So this is the, the kingdom investment that we're asking you to partner with us in, and that will help us to launch this church in Yilong and do the work that we believe God is calling us to do there. But I want to take a, a step back and just do a little bit more heart-sharing about this church plan. In the Gospel of John, uh, Jesus, after he was crucified and, and resurrected, he appeared to his disciples. And he said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. 
Now, as Christians, we are sent people. Everything, there is no Christian who is not a sent person. We might not be aware of it. We might not fully know what that means, but we're sent people. And Jesus, he has sent us out to continue his work, his healing and restoring work, his gospel work. And we, you know, we get to choose whether or not we say yes to, to that work in this world. Now, when we, when, we part, uh, when we talk about gospel here at the Vine, we have a very specific understanding of what we mean by that. It involves our relationship with God. There's some healing and restoration that needs the reconciliation that needs to happen there. We're talking about our relationship uh, with others. There's a lot of conflicts and breakdown, and, and the gospel speaks into that and wants to heal and restore our relationship with our neighbors. And then we're also talking about our relationship with ourselves. We have conflicted relationships with ourselves where God wants to meet us and also put, put things in, in order and bring healing and wholeness. And then there's also relationship with the world, with the city, and, and where the gospel also calls us to healing and restoring uh, type of work. Now, it's easy to, to lose sight of that, uh, this, this, this mission and this being sent out, and to lose sight of that urgency. Now, we, we talk about healing and restoration, and also what, what that means is now just think of this. When you have to, in redemption, so when you have to redeem something, redemption actually means to set free. So there's some setting free that needs to happen that God wants to do in this world. And then when you talk about healing and restoration, there's, there's brokenness, there's pain. And God wants to bring healing to that. That's the type of work that Jesus has sent us out to do. And, and there is an urgency to that work. But I don't know, a lot, a lot of times it's easy for us to, to lose that sense of mission and to lose that sense of urgency to do this work. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, when, when, we first, when I first became a, a Christian, it was amazing. I was set free from spiritual oppression. And, and, and my life really was turned around. And instead of living in fear, you know, I, I lived with uh, knowing that God is more powerful than evil and, and knowing that I can come to him and that he is with me and I'm not alone. But it's easy to forget that, to get, get used to that. It actually becomes our kind of a, our new normal like the blessings of, 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 of knowing Jesus. But we have the significant work to do of in partnering with, with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of doing this healing, restoring, life-transforming work. And he's inviting us as church into that. And I, I, as I was praying over, over today, I had the sense that with this river vision and also with this church plant, God is renewing the sense of mission and renewing the sense of urgency with us as a church family as we go out, as we do this work of, of sharing the gospel and of feeling and restoration. Now, I was uh, thinking also of a passage that came to mind uh, with Paul. He writes to the Corinthians church. Now, the Corinthian church, there was a lot of fighting within. There was a lot of focus on their own blessings 
And so into that situation, Paul speaks, and, and these are just part of his words, but he says, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. So Paul has set aside his privileges. He has set aside his comforts. He has set aside his preferences for the sake of other people. It says he became all things for all people. So he became like a Jew. He became like Gentiles. And Gentiles, by the way, uh, that means lots of different people groups and cultures. Now, being all things to all people could sound like people-pleasing. You know, I, when I'm with them, then I'm just like them. When I'm with the other people, I'm like the other people. Or it could, could even seem perhaps manipulative. When I'm there, then I'm like them, and when I'm here, I'm like them, and everybody thinks I'm on their side. But that's not what being all things to all people is about. What that really means is that Paul has taken the time. He has immersed themselves in their culture. He has gotten to know their stories, their joys, their pains, their hopes, their dreams. And then because he has taken this time to understand, he also understands how the gospel speaks to the particular people he is serving. And he is able to bring the gospel to bear you know, uh, to, to these people in a way that is transformative, in a way that is helpful for them and that they can connect with. And so as we are being sent out to plant this church in Yulong, we're also sent out to be all things to all people as we go to Yulong, as we get to know the different people who live there, the different generations, there's even generational differences, uh, but also people of different socioeconomic and cultural backgrounds. And we start with listening and getting to know them, immersing ourselves, learning about what are their fears, what are their hopes, what are their joys, what are their pains. And then as we, as we have done this, 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 this work of, of listening, we also understand how to serve them. And we're not just doing something which maybe they don't need or is not helpful, but because we've taken this time, we understand now how to be helpful. And then as we serve, the Holy Spirit also opens up opportunities to share about the love of Jesus, to share the gospel with people. And, and that's how we're being sent out and how we want to immerse ourselves in, in the community. And so ultimately, planting a church in Yilong, it's, it's a desire to bring that, that joy of knowing Jesus that only Jesus can bring and sharing that with other people. It's a decision to not just focus on us feeling good and, and blessed, but also wanting others to share in that same blessing and, and being sent out in, in, in that way. But then also we get to just serve and, and be a blessing in the town in whichever way we can and just contribute it to the flourishing and well-being, and that honors God. And so with, with your partnership, um, that's how we aim to go out, plant this church, and see lives touched and transformed by the power of Jesus. So thank you. Love it. So grateful that we have uh, Tim and Ivan, who are very much uh, God's uh, men and with their wives and their families uh, going to be serving uh, in that space. And we really honor you guys. Um, I want to just do one more thing. 
uh, and I want to just bring us very quickly back to Ezekiel 47 in that passage. And I want to show you one more thing that's in there as we go to the most important time of our gathering together today, which is our giving that we're going to do in a moment. It says here in this passage we looked at earlier, it says, Fishermen will stand along the shore from the En Gedi to the En Galam, where there will be many places for the spreading of nets. If you want to know where you are in this vision, that's where you are. You are a fisher person who has the net of the gospel in your hands. And this is our chance to do something together. The reality is, is that not everybody in this room is going to go to, to Yunlong and start serving and being a part of that church plant. Maybe some of you in this room will be a part of that, but many of us probably won't be. But every single one of us here, we are on that shore watching that river flow, and we have nets, and our job together the joy of being a church family together is we get to cast the nets together. There's that amazing moment in uh, Nehemiah where uh, Nehemiah is called by God to rebuild the wall, and he gets all the citizens of Israel to stand outside their own homes and build the little bit of wall just outside their home. And it's like everybody had a chance to contribute to that bigger project. And that's exactly what this fisherman along the seashore uh, is really about. All these people grabbing a hold of a part of the net and saying, we're going to stand with what the vine's doing here. We're going to stand with this idea of doubling down in Hong Kong with the gospel. We're going to stand on this idea of Yunlong, and I may remain worshiping in one chai, but I'm going to grab a hold of this net. I'm going to chuck it out there with everybody because I believe in what the vision of God is doing in this place. And that's what we're about to do together. Whether you give $1 or you give a million dollars, the actual amount is what's decided about between you and God. And, And my heart is not what you actually give. My heart is that each one of us gives, that each one of us takes our role and puts our hand on that net. I was reminded this morning as we were praying for our time of giving together today, I was reminded of Jesus saying to Peter on the boat, he said, you know, hey, why don't you throw the net on the other side? And Peter was like, dude, I'm the fisherman here. You're the rabbi, okay? I know what I'm doing. And Jesus said, just give it a go. And Peter threw it on the other side of the boat. And of course, the catch was miraculous. He couldn't even haul it into the boat. There were so many fish. I feel like this is what God's saying to the vine. It's so funny. During, during the last couple of weeks, people have been saying to me, what? You're church planting in this time of Hong Kong's history? Why would you do that? I feel like this is a throw the net on the other side of the boat moment. Are you with me? Like this is our chance to actually say to those people who are saying, why would you invest in Hong Kong right now? We can say, watch how many fish we're about to catch. Thank you very much. (laughs) We're going to throw the net where the Holy Spirit wants us to throw it. That's what we're doing. And that's what your opportunity is right now. So here's how this is going to work. Let me give you some logistics, and then we're going to give all together. Um, On your seat, would you just grab this little envelope that you uh, have either sat on, crumpled up under your bum bum, uh, or uh, that you've nicely removed at some point before you sat down. But this envelope uh, is the way in which you can give today. We want everybody who gives anything uh, to give through this envelope. Um, If you want to give cash in this envelope, if you want to write a check, you would put that in this envelope. Also on this envelope, if you can have a look here, you'll see there's some QR codes. If you want to give digitally, uh, you can do that as well. Uh, If you're watching online right now, Chapman and his team are going to show you how you can give digitally. Um, So that will also be information for you guys. Um, You can give by Octopus here today. Uh, We have machines outside uh, and down in the lobby that will do that for you. You can also give by credit card. And if you want to give by credit card today, the way you can do that is straight out here on the second floor. If you're in the upper house, you'll need to come down to the second floor. If you're here, straight outside the doors here on the second floor, uh, 
Ada and her finance volunteers are there, and they will take your credit card. They'll swipe it. You'll get your miles. It'll be wonderful. All right? So if you want to give that way, uh, you can give by credit card. Um, it doesn't really matter how you give. It's just that every single one of us is going to do that in this time. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have some worship. Uh, we're going to be worshiping together as a community. And we always do this on Vision Sunday. We give in the atmosphere of worship. Giving is not about knowing what the person beside you is doing, right? Um, what we're not going to be doing is watching everybody go to the baskets to give and seeing how fat their envelopes are, okay? That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is worshiping God. We're focusing on Him and allowing Him to speak to us and saying, yeah, I'm going to grab a net. I'm going to put my hands on that. And God, this is the amount I'm going to do. So you're going to fill in your envelopes during our time of worship. Uh, worship will go for about five minutes or so. You'll have plenty of time. During worship, we want you to give. And how you can do that, there's um, baskets here at the front on the lower house. There's baskets in the middle of the lower house as well. So wherever you are in the lower house, there's a basket near you. Sometime during the five minutes of worship, as we sing and worship together, uh, and you're ready, go and just drop your envelope into one of those baskets. If you're in the upper house, you'll notice that there's two baskets right at the front of the upper house. Same for you guys. In the next five minutes, uh, when you feel led by the Holy Spirit, just come and bring your envelope and drop it off in the basket. And that's your way you giving today. Uh, and we are so grateful that we get to do that all together. So would you stand with me, church? Um, may I pray over us? Um, and we're going to do this all together as one family. Let's pray. Father, we just are so grateful. So grateful that we get to hear of this vision. So grateful that we get to pray and believe now for Yun Long, that we can now talk about Yun Long together, Lord. Uh, so grateful that we can, uh, Lord, partner for the gospel in this hour of our city. And Lord, we want to throw the net on the other side. And in many ways, Yun Long's all the way on the other side of Hong Kong from Wan Chai. And we're excited for that, Lord. And so as we worship now, as we celebrate, as we, as we sing this song that expresses so much of your promise and your faithfulness, Lord, uh, we're going to give. And we're going to give boldly, courageously, as an honor to you. And we thank you for the opportunity to do that in Jesus' name. Everyone says, all right, well, let's worship together. And at some point, uh, why don't you do your giving? <laughs> 